Hey everybody, and welcome to this episode. It's a little bit shorter than the usual ones. Uh, this week is Greek Easter, so if any of you know the Greeks, you know that uh, Easter is a big thing for us. Uh, and on top of that, uh, my family puts on Easter for our family, our entire family, which again, if you know the Greeks, that's massive. Uh, <laughs> huge families, lots of people, so it takes a lot of prep. And so this week, I'm not going to be able to put in the effort to really make sure that I got all my facts down and, and bring you guys a new show, which will come the week after. Uh, we're going to talk about SpaceX, Blue Origins, and some new recent developments on the Dream Chaser shuttle, which is one of my favorite new spacecraft of this last 20 years, I guess we'll say, or 10 years at the very least, by uh, Sierra Nevada Corp. But before we get into all of that, uh, what I wanted to do was... Do a, do a shorter episode this week and talk about something that's been floating around in my head for a little while and kind of touch on to start last week's uh, or last episode where we talked about Sherlock Holmes and we talked about inference, deductive reasoning, and really how you should think scientific, how th scientists think, how scientific thought is done. And it's this whole thing that you don't just make theories out of thin air and then find the facts to fit them because, you know, by the sheer definition, a theory's been tested. You know, if at, at any case, it's an actual hypothesis. Uh, but the whole idea is that you take, you look at data, and then a theory is formed from how you analyze the data. And so basically, f use facts and then make a theory, not make a theory and then find facts. So after last week's episode, though, I definitely caught myself in a conundrum because I realized that I'm not perfect at that. <laughs> I realized that, yeah, have I done that before? Sure. And we're all guilty of that. But it's not, it's not, the, it's not about being perfect. It's about having that mindset. And it's, some, it's one of the biggest lessons I've learned from doing this podcast and of breaking myself of that lazy perfectionist mentality. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, you know, when I was in college, I did not reach my potential. I mean, I learned uh, a lot, a uh, tremendous amount that uh, of aerospace engineering and of physics and mathematics and how all those things intermingle, materials, manufacturing, how the physical world really works or how we've understood it at this point. Now, how do we get planes to fly? How do we get into space? All that stuff. And one of the biggest things that was holding me back was this whole, you know, after I've analyzed it for a few years now, especially going through the show and forcing myself to sit down in front of a mic and put out a product, whether it's perfect or not. That was a huge growing point because back even when I was in high school, it was this, you know, it's got to be perfect. I think a lot of that was from being in the musical world, you know, being a musician, uh, doing it every weekend, performing all the time. And perfection was this high watermark. And if you didn't make it, you failed. I mean, that was that was my life for a long time. And I, I took that and moved it into the science world. But it held me back. And so what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is... What I would do was try and be completely perfect at something. 
And if I couldn't attain it, especially in the amount of time I needed to for a class, which at my school was seven-week classes, in the same class, excuse me, that you would take in 14 weeks over a semester, we were doing it a quarter in seven weeks. So there's really no time to be perfect. But I, I didn't I didn't get that. I was still stuck in this whole idea of if it's not perfect, don't do it. And that's the lazy perfectionist mentality. And I think a lot of us, especially in my generation, you can call us, you know, the millennials, whatever the fuck you want to call us. That's what I think a lot of us have is this perfectionist mentality. Maybe it's not the case anymore, but it's a problem because you prevent yourself from growing. You prevent yourself from getting any better and you'll never get closer to that level of perfection. No, perfection is supposed to be a goal that you never get to, uh, a mastery, right? Like there's always going to be someone out there that's better at you at one thing. But for me, my whole mentality was, well, I don't want to be a master at one thing. I'd like to be pretty good at a lot of things. You know, I always, you know, the French Revolution, the Renaissance, I always loved that idea of, of being fully well-rounded. Um, now, my perf- lazy perfectionist mentality uh, prevented me when I was younger from doing that. And the whole reason I've uh, come to this point where now I'm, I'm running my own business, uh, we're funding everything ourselves with the show, and we're putting out content, and there's going to be even more coming out here. I've got so much to share with you guys after uh, Easter here, but and probably the beginning of May, the end of April here. But the whole reason I've gotten to this point is because I shed that perfectionist, that lazy perfectionist mentality, and I stopped thinking that I knew everything. And had the confidence enough to actually say to myself, you know what? I don't know that. I I got caught in that even when I was in elementary school. I used to hate being the person in the conversation that didn't know what other people were talking about. And when I was a kid, when I was a child, I would lie. I would. I would lie enough to, you know, make it, seem like I understood. And I thought that was enough. But you know what? Luckily, luckily, I had some wonderful assholes in my life. And I also had some wonderful friends who called me out. They called me out when I was lying on something. Probably because they didn't like that I was lying or they thought I was full of shit. But at the same point, that helped me because it helped me understand that this is not going to get me anywhere. Now that evolved into the lazy perfectionist, but at this point now where I am, you know, I've learned the lesson of lying doesn't help. Lying ain't going to get you anywhere because guess what? If you do lie, you're going to have to keep up with all your lies, all the effort you're going to put into in lying and of making sure those lies line up and you cover all your bases. Like you're a freaking super, like a, a secret agent, like the amount of effort you're going to put into that, if you just took that same amount of effort and energy and your obsession in not being wrong 
and you put it towards other things, you can do so much more. And I, I feel like I'm uh, somewhat of a product of that. You know, the energy I put, the obsession into being either when I was a young kid, uh, right and everything. When I was uh, in college, it was about being a being a perfectionist and about learning everything about the class that I was in. That's what held me back. And we see that today in a lot of things, very much so in politics. But we also are starting to see it in science. And I just, I don't want it to get to that point because guess what? If we start doing that mentality of we know everything and this is the right way, well, you're, you're completely contradicting some of the basic principles of science. You know, a scientific theory is just that. It is a theory. It is, it is a trend that's been seen and has been shown over a bunch of times, a certain amount of times, to be true under these conditions. But why do science books get rewritten all the time? It is because we found out something new and something better. And scientific, the scientific mindset should be about growth. It should be about growing and getting better and understanding when we are wrong and being okay with that. Now, one of the things I, I definitely see in the academic side, which is part of the thing that kind of when I was especially younger, you know, stupid kid, I'm still a stupid kid at 27, but when I was a really stupid kid at like 21, 22, you know, I had this rebellious side that cost me grades, it cost me money. Um, that if I wasn't allowed to do it my way, I wouldn't learn it. Not purposely, but, you know, I just, I, I, I knew I couldn't be perfect at it. And the downside of it, because I've repeated that a million times, I apologize. The downside, the other side of it is that when we're teaching, <clears throat> there are some professors and teachers, not all of them, but there are some that want you to do it one way. And that's kind of how the structure is, is. How can you have, how can you teach people science and tell them that there's only one answer? That's not true. There are millions of different ways to approach the same answer. It's part of the reason why you had to show your work, right? Because they wanted to know that at least you had some process of getting to an answer, right? That was the whole idea. Yeah, it was kind of a pain in the ass when you were younger. And if you were one of those kids that could just do it in your head, it was, fr it was frustrating. Because it's like, well, why do I have to write this out if I know how to do it? Part of it is because we, I would think, is that the idea for that was to, oh, here we go. Ready? This is, this is me without inference. <laughs> it's my opinion, but it feels like a lot of that was just to show that just that way the teacher could say, well, at least they understand how to get to the answer and they're not copying, right? They're not just like, they didn't like memorize the answers and then throw them down, right? That seems logical, but sidetrack aside, sidetrack aside, because that's what we do on the show to kind of bring it all together and tie it off in a bow. What I want you to take away from this episode, this thoughts from an engineer, is that it's okay to not know something. And in fact, I think if we can all be honest and say when we don't know something 
or be confident enough in ourselves to say, you know what, to ask what, what is it that I don't get? Then we're all going to be in a better place. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a scientific to, to say that you don't know is good for science because at least then we can say, all right, well, we don't know it. Well, let's figure it out. But if we say that we know everything or we pretend to know everything, we're not going to get any better. We're not going to get any better. I mean, take, take, for instance, what SpaceX has done now for reusability for rockets, right? Before that, the only real reusable spacecraft was the shuttle. Uh, and even that only had, I didn't have thousands of reuses. I know that much. I think it was, I don't know what the actual number is in front of me, but... All I know is that um, that was the only reusable spacecraft. And now, with SpaceX, we're going to be opening up this egg of possibilities because someone's challenging what was originally said as, this is the line. This, if you marked that rockets are reusable on a test, you would get it wrong. Right? But now that someone has gone and tested and proved it out and, and actually launched a rocket and landed it after it had already been launched and landed before. We've now shown that this is possible. And that is why we need to make sure that we say that I don't know or, 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 or be okay that we can be wrong because that's really what saying I don't know is. Saying I don't know is saying I am okay with being wrong. If you don't say I don't know, then you're not confident in yourself enough that you'll be able to find the right answer. Or at the very least, even if you're not 100% confident in yourself, you're confident in the fact that a scientific approach will get you to the right answer. And that's, that's, that's hopefully what I hope you take away from this is that, you know, it's... It's actually scientific to say you don't know. Now, granted, that's my, my opinion, but I really think it's true. I mean, just by saying I don't know, you will grow. Uh, I can't believe I just rhymed there. I'm sorry. But like, you will. You will. I mean, uh, I've experienced in my life. I know that's anecdotal, but it is a big thing, and it's... That's kind of where I came to after being in a conundrum after last week's episode, realizing, oh man, I didn't do that. I didn't, um, I don't do that all the time. That's okay. One step at a time. If we can just understand that the goal is to make sure that we have information from which we make a theory, instead of taking the lazy approach of making a theory and then nitpicking data to fit it. If, if we do that, we're only bullshitting ourselves. And I know it's easy, but if your goal is really to solve a problem or to make things better, you have to go through the difficult part of getting the data and finding out if your theory is correct. That is why you have to be able to say, I don't know, and you have to be okay with being wrong. Now, 
I'm not the greatest at this, but I am willing to constantly improve and to constantly say, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. And that's what I hope this show uh, becomes and, and is, you know, is that it's, it's not, it's not so much that what I don't want the show to be is this completely rigid, you know, we just spit facts at you and you take it in. I want it to be about the thought process and I, I want it to be something that people can come and listen to and find a connection. You know, uh, they can, they can, uh, hopefully start thinking that way if they've never thought that way before, because that is going to be better for all of us. If we can actually just take a minute and think deductively and understand that it's okay to be wrong and not have this lazy perfectionist attitude, we're all going to be much better off in all aspects of our life. And whatever problems we want to solve, we'll be able to solve. And that's it, folks. Thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, very soon with another episode of Today in Space. We'll be doing a news episode. And like I said at the beginning, we're going to be covering SpaceX, Blue Origins, and the newest, latest news on Sierra Nevada Corporation's Dream Chaser spacecraft. It is a, a shuttle that's much smaller than the, uh, the original space shuttle from uh, the United States, and it's apparently found a new home. So we'll talk more about that next episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast app you listen to the show on and tell your friends about us. Uh, also make sure to go to ag3d-printing.com to check out all of our 3d printing adventures. Our Instagram page is full of that. And uh, if you want to have your idea brought into reality, uh, come check us out, email me at ag3d.engineering at gmail.com. Let me know you listen to the show and you'll get 25% off your first 3D print order. As always, spread love, spread science, and have a great, great week. Uh, And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.